You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. It hurts, doesn't it? You can't believe what fell. All your dreams guessed. Hops down the fucking drain. Your fate is sitting right beside you. That ace could not have helped you. You're right, Teddy. The ace didn't help me. I flopped the nut straight. Motherfucker! You fool, you nut! Motherfucker! That is it! That's it? What the fuck are you talking about? That's it? Take it down, Teddy! No more! No! Not tonight! This son of bitch almighty chick! 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 He tripped me! Well, are you feeling satisfied now, Teddy? Because I can go on busting you up all night. Yet! Yet! He beat me. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Groupathon. I am Tony C. As always, I am joined live in the studio by the master of production engineering, the man who makes sure that our group is sat. Needs smooth. Say hello to my man. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Of course, every Groupathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? We're back. Three weeks a little doing bit. Doing great. Doing the three weeks. You got to love the purified disco group in the background. Come on, man. I got, my, my question is, do you think that this has got, is like potential skater track for your crew? Possibly. Possibly. It's, it's, it's got, you know, I mean, seriously, shit's got Saturday Night at the Roxy just oozing out of it, this, this particular song. It's actually a little bit of a... Head nod to the four-string crew. Shout out to my man Tom Semioli. He does the uh, Know Your Bass Player series on Facebook. In the background right now, it's Miroslav Vitaus. And he, uh, of course, he's one of the uh, founding members. He was the original bass player for the band Weather Report. And then uh, he was replaced by Alfonso Johnson, who was then replaced by Jocko. Jocko, the Jimmy of electric bass. If you, if you don't get that, then you're obviously not listening to Groove on enough. And then uh, Jocko was replaced in Weather Report by Victor Bailey. So I'm telling you, some bands get all the luck. And uh, in the background, if you listen to keyboards, the unmistakable sound of Herbie Hancock on keyboards on this track. And I'm telling you, the, this came out, this is from the album Magical Shepherd. It came out in 76. And I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, this might have been kind of the uh, inspiration for what Herbie Hancock did later on, you know, with that whole rocket stuff and, and, and all that. I, you know, I don't even think the Roxy was open in 76, I think of it. As a matter of fact, I'm certain it wasn't because it opened. I moved back from Dublin to fall 77, opened after that. So now I'm going to have to look that up. It's going to drive me crazy. And uh, reminds me, because I'm going to New York tomorrow, so bonus package for me. I'm heading up to New York, and I'm right in time for the yearly get-together of Parkies. Which is uh, what we were called when we were kids. You know, the kids that hung out in Central Park near the band shell. 
Um, and they, they get together every year uh, near the Bethesda Fountain, and it happens to be this Saturday. So my man Butch Ford is going to be there, and he's one of the original skaters from the Roxy. So he's like my uh, my skate guy, so that should be pretty cool. Anywho, we've been off for three weeks, so obviously there is a lot of stuff to get to today, including why Chief Justice Roberts described our electoral process as tawdry, why pledging Beta Theta Pi ain't such a good idea, why the RNC wants to kibosh public awareness of consumer complaints against one particular industry, Plus, I'll have my annual kick in the balls of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert. And uh, I think we're going to have to uh, wax between tracks about our president's greatest fear. We will get to that a little later. Of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. Florida. Florida. <laughs> Means just past 8 a.m. in Kahukukawa on the Big Island. Just past 8 o'clock at night. Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. Yo, Gramps Master Flash. I'm ready. You ready to kick off a partisan filibuster in support of Groove being added to the party platform? Yeah, man. And step up to the podium. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Mac. You're all there. Hey. You were born 
We did it all. We did it all. We did whatever we get our hands on back in the 70s. We did fucking handfuls of mushrooms, pills, lewds, coke, whatever it was. We just fucking swallowed it, okay? That's what we did. People go, well, why don't you go into rehab? We didn't have rehab back in the 70s. Back in the 70s, rehab meant you'd stop doing coke, but you kept smoking pot and drinking for a couple more weeks, you know? Yeah, give me a case of Budweiser and an ounce. I gotta slow down. Jesus Christ. I'm out of control. Look at the size of my pants, for Christ's sake. Because that's the big thing now. Rehab is the big fucking secret now, isn't it, huh? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Just go into rehab and solve your problems. Isn't that the big celebrity thing? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to get famous. Then my career starts to flag. I'm going to go on a three-month fucking bender, okay? Coke and fucking pot and smack and fucking booze and drive over people and beat up my kids. Go into therapy. Go into rehab. Come out of rehab. Be on the cover of People magazine. Sorry. I fucked up. That's what they do, man. They go into rehab and they come out and they blame everybody except themselves. They blame their parents, right? That's the way everybody comes from a dysfunctional family all of a sudden, huh? Roseanne Barr comes from a dysfunctional family. Not Roseanne. She seems so normal to me. The Jacksons were dysfunctional. Not the Jacksons. These people give each other new heads for Christmas, for Christ's sake. I am sick and tired of hearing that fucking speech, you know? These people come out of rehab and they always have the same story. Well, you know, I became an alcoholic because my parents didn't love me, you know. And then I became a junkie because my parents didn't love me enough. And I went into hypnosis and therapy and I found out that my parents used to hit me. Hey, my parents used to beat the living shit out of me, okay? And looking back on it, I'm glad they did. And I'm looking forward to beating the shit out of my kids, aren't you? For no reason whatsoever. What'd you hit me for? Shut up and get out there and mow the lawn, for Christ's sake. There's therapy for you, mowing the lawn and crying at the same time. The Larry kids in therapy again. Their lawn looks great. It's unbelievable. God. I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy because my life didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Hey, join the fucking club, okay? I thought I was going to be the starting center fielder for the Boston Red Sox. Life sucks. Get a fucking helmet, all right? I'm not happy, I'm not happy. Nobody's happy, okay? Happiness comes in small doses, folks. It's a cigarette or a chocolate chip cookie or a five-second orgasm. That's it, okay? You come, you eat the cookie, you smoke the butt, you go to sleep, you get up in the morning and go to fucking work, okay? That is it. End of fucking list. I'm just not happy. Shut the fuck up, all right? That's the name of my new book, Shut the Fuck Up by Dr. Dennis Leary. A revolutionary new form of therapy. I'm going to have my patients come in. Doctor, I shut the fuck up next. I don't feel so. Shut the fuck up next. He made me feel so much better about myself, you know. He just told me to shut the fuck up. And nobody ever told me that before. I feel so much better now.
Rastafari say I and I, Lord Lords, King of Kings, ever loving, ever fearful. A little steel pulse there. There must be a way from African Holocaust came out in 2004. Actually, they're from England. They're not from Jamaica. So one of my favorites for that. The Undertones, Smarter Than You. That is from uh, their original uh, album, The Undertones. But that is at, which came out in 79. Those guys are from Northern Ireland. But that track, actually, Smarter Than You, wasn't on the original album. They re-released it with, like, twice as many songs as a, a CD reissue, and that was one of the reissue songs before that. One of my favorites from their uh, first album, 311, doing Fat Chance from Music, which came out in 93. So we were just talking about the fact that basically after that, every album of theirs sounds the same. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's the, that's the shame of it, is that I like that sound. I just don't like it over and over again. It's like well, the Grateful Dead. I like you know one or two Grateful Dead songs, and then after that, it's like... <laughs> before that, Dennis Leary... Rehab, alcohol, and drugs. <laughs> he just cracks me up. I can't go wrong with him. Boy, now, Lenny Kravitz, Will You Marry Me From It's Time for a Love Revolution came out a few years ago. One of my favorite writers of rock riffs, Lenny Kravitz. For that, I couldn't resist. Moon people doing hippie skippy moon strut. That was uh, originally came out only as a 45. Came out in 1969. Those guys are from New York City. Their original name, they were actually kind of a Latin band um and they were called los astronautas which is the astronauts uh in spanish and they changed their name to moon people kicking off the set stevie salas's color code born and mac from back from the living 
from 1996. Yeah, I did a little homework. Roxy opened in 1978. So I did get that right. All right. So there you go. So we've been going for a few weeks. A lot of stuff caught my eye. This one I put at the top of the list. FPL. I just wrote down FPL Solar commercials so you don't you're off the regular tv grid yeah i don't see a commercial okay you don't see that <gasps> well I, on youtube and you know the, exactly they, they, they get you anywhere yeah. but fpl is a company this is another one of those examples of a company that doesn't need to advertise in order to gain business they there's okay <laughs> yeah, it's all pr their advertising is pr not uh you know to gain more business they're not trying to gain new customers they're you know what they're trying to do is not lose customers. And here's the thing. Their most recent ad campaign is all about how they're using solar power. Tons of solar power. They, they created the mm. largest solar, solar power thing, and they're going to be putting in the most solar power uh, farms, I think they're mm. called. Yes. Okay. Sun Between farm. now and 2018, mm. they're supposed to put all these in. And I wrote down, you know, FPL loves solar power as long, okay, as they can make us pay for it. They don't want you yeah, doing it no. on your own. No. What a bunch of liars. I can't, you know, especially right, and this is right on the heels of them getting that uh, Amendment 1 shot down. Remember sure. they wanted to do that thing so they could tax you if you wanted to create your own power? Right. What, okay, what Republican votes for this? Uh, all of them. Why? Yeah. Because, yeah. Not because <laughs> they believe in what they say. No. But because they believe in getting money from FBL so they can run their campaigns. They're the on the take party, unless you're in denial. I, mean, I thought this show was for people that are very aware of that. <laughs> well, not a lot of people live in Florida. FBL is Florida Power and Light. And yeah. once again, this is one of those things that I always liked about Florida Plunder and Helga. Loot. Plunder and Loot. Very good. Not mine. It's just. But it's – yeah. However, it is true. When I was out in Hawaii, Helco, which is Hawaii Electric Company, literally did the opposite thing. They encouraged people to do solar because the most expensive electric rates in the country because they don't use coal. Sure. There's no coal out there. So they have to rely on everything else. And for years, they relied on oil. Mm-hmm. And they're basically getting off of that now. Just so you know, anytime you see a, 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 an advertisement for an oil company, for ExxonMobil, and they're like, we create energy. No, you don't. You create fuel. Right. Don't confuse fuel with energy. Fuel mm-hmm. is what gets people and products from point A to point B. Energy is how you turn on your fucking lights. And we create no energy with oil. None. Zero. Right. Right. None. We don't do it. So and now we found all kinds of new ways to create energy. And one of the things I've been looking around at, I'm looking at houses and stuff like that, and solar power. I mm. want to, you know, yeah. Okay, I live in the what's this? What's oh, Florida? It's called the. Uh, hang on, hang on. I got this one. Yes, the Sunshine State. Yes. Now there you go. It's on our license FBL, plate. Every time I see forget. these commercials, and it's also mm. these commercials for like you know, Northrop Grumman. Okay. They don't produce a product that you or I could actually purchase. Yeah, sure. Like Dow Chemicals. I see Dow Chemical commercials. It's like, well, I'm going right out to the Dow store. And yeah, get me right, some. Exactly, the Dow store. Get That's me some the of them Dow Chemicals. Store. Well, I was getting my chemicals from BASF, but now that I've seen that Dow commercial, <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to change. I'm gonna chem- have to change that chemical up. vendors. All of those commercials, they're 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 not trying to get customers at their PR commercials. And you've got to understand, who's, who are they trying to affect? Well, they're all, most of sure, them are on the yeah. news stations. They're trying to affect mm-hmm. people who vote. And they want to be, yeah. you know, it's, oh, God, we're just such suckers. I, I, I get, I, I have to say, I mean, I'm, I'm going to oppose them. I'm going to oppose them at every turn. 
I have to say, though, that I can't blame any business for lamenting when the the people gain the ability to provide for oh, themselves that which they have been in business for, and and then I and I can't um, at least fault them for trying to desperately hang on with their. Clothes. No, what I can do is fault my fellow citizens for not recognizing yes. it's the PR campaign can, that it is. I can fault right. I can fault them for that. Oh, also, yeah, those guys are in the. They're trying to make also, a buck. Right, and then also about guns. I can fault my my representatives. There you I, go. My, That's my where the fault representatives lies. are supposed to be representing me, yeah, but they're serving two masters, and so they're well, no, they're not. They're so really they're the, only serving the, one master the, and pretending right. to serve the other master. Indeed, they're the ones uh, that that I take issue with. Those are the ones that I want to. I have a, a glove, a leather glove, thick leather glove, and I've uh, wrapped barbed wire around it. <laughs> and, um, and that's my constituency glove. <laughs> yeah, you just punch gotta, people with that. Well, well that's when I when I talk to my quote unquote representatives. Uh, I want to when I want to Debbie, express baby, my honey, feelings, sweetie, my feelings. This is this is how I want to express my feelings. Absolutely, uh, I you know, agree a, a barbed wire wrapped. Fist. Leather glove. Yeah, leather Yeah. I show you the back of my hand. That happens to be called yeah, barbed wire. I challenge you. So here were a couple of ones that caught my eye. Um, U.S. Chief Justice alarmed at Trump administration immigration stance. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, U.S. Chief Justice John Roberts took issue on Wednesday with the Trump administration stance in an immigration case, saying it could make it too easy for the government to strip people of citizenship for lying about minor infractions. Roberts and other Supreme Court justices indicated support for a deported ethnic Serb immigrant named Divna Maslenyak over her bid to regain her U.S. citizenship after it was stripped because she falsely stated her husband had not served in the Bosnian Serb army (laughs) in the 1990s after the Yugoslavian Collapse. Robert seemed particularly concerned that the government was asserting it could revoke citizenship through criminal prosecution for trivial lies and omissions. Now, the reason this kind of caught my eye mm-hmm. was because of something else that Robert said as well. But I'm starting to notice that John Roberts, the chief justice, mm-hmm. whom, you know, who was the guy that, like, you know, championed. You know, um, what's your Citizens United and stuff like that. Recently, I've started to spot him coming down kind of on the side of virtue. Oh, chill. Yes, I, I'm i telling you. I Wake up tomorrow, earth hurling you know, towards sun. Religion can happen to anyone. I, well, here's the reason that it caught my eye because – um, Bob McDonald, who is the uh, disgraced governor from Virginia, who was indicted and convicted of basically quid pro quo taking bribes, and he was taking bribes from this guy, and you know it's Virginia, okay, where you know smoking is not only allowed, it's encouraged. I mean, you know, you have heart surgeons, you know, with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth while they're actually performing surgery. It's pretty much you have to smoke in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's a law. <clears throat> OK. Funny. And there was a guy there who was coming up with some sort of uh, cigarette device that was, you know, non-smoke. You know, it, it was air thing. I remember when I worked at Messina Brown, we were handling camel. Like a vape for a, it a was, cigarette? It was. It's that kind of thing. We were – back then it was basically you were – you weren't burning the tobacco. The, the concept was you were drawing hot air over the tobacco, 
and so, whatever it was. Yeah, I this a, guy's trying I had a to French come. fry maker that worked on the same principles. <laughs> it worked the same way. Convection oil. oil. Convection. Uh, convection. Action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, does, <laughs> it just never tastes the same, though, does it? You no, want it no, to. it's just like it's like yeah. nothing yeah. tastes as good as fried. You right, know, it's like fat. you want to put your French fries Hot in the lard. oven and cook them up the way Hot it's lard. said, and then it just winds up being the one side ends yeah. up getting stuck, no. no matter how much Pam you put on that tin foil. One side's always stuck, yeah, so you pull no. it off, and so it's like like with the fish no, sticks. Nothing, like nothing is as good as boiling fat, and I bet it was the same thing for the uh, the cigarette too. Probably, well, it, the know. thing is, is, this guy was was trying to do this product, and so what he was doing was going to John, Governor Roberts uh, McDonald, excuse me, Bob McDonald, and saying, you know. Giving him gifts, he took his wife out. He like did all this stuff, and so McDonald was indicted and convicted. Now McDonald, of course, then uh, appealed the case, and then lost again. Then appealed it again, lost again. Then appealed and appealed it all the way to the Supreme Court. And just to be clear here, it cost him twenty-seven million dollars. Once again, showing that if you're poor, you can't do what McDonald did. No. Okay, rich. Gets better justice. And here's the scariest thing. It reached the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court in a unanimous, unanimous, eight-nothing decision overturned it. And basically what they said was that the state of politics these days, you can't – that's the way politics is done. Okay, That's the way it's done. You get gifts to do shit. Okay, They're, they said it was so prevalent that you couldn't fault him, and John Roberts called it, ta- called his actions actions tawdry, but not criminal, based on the prevailing methodology of getting legislation done. The way you get legislation done is the people that want that legislation have to pay off the legislators, and then those guys say yes, and basically. The Supreme Court, in an eight to nothing unanimous decision, said that basically our government is available to the highest bidder. Yeah, that's what he he literally said. Formalized, and I thought to myself because I went on kind of a poker kick, and there's an interesting quote from somebody talking about poker. He said, "You know, it's the only professional thing like this where anyone can play. All you have to do is have the money to buy in." Hey, what does that sound like? Yeah, politics. You have to. All you got to do is have the money to buy in, which brings me to this next thing that caught my eye. Republicans want to muzzle database of consumer complaints. Now, this particular database is important. Republican lawmakers want to make private. They want to, you know, not let anybody see it. A database of consumer complaints against banks, credit card issuers, and other financial service companies. Industry groups criticize the database as potentially misleading and incomplete. They want to change the law allowing the complaints to be published. They don't want us to know who's complaining about stuff. The database is a product of the Obama-era law known as Dodd-Frank, long a target of the Republican industry, of of Republican and industry ire. Last year, consumers filed nearly 300,000 complaints against financial service industries, okay? And um, the information published includes the date, the consumer zip code, and the 
uh, company involved. It includes how the company responded, whether it did so in a timely way, and whether the consumer disputed the company's response. A Georgia Republican, Congressman Barry Loudermilk, <laughs> asks if the purpose of the database is to name and shame companies. Now, here's the thing. Yes, it is. But there's one yeah. there's only one way I can see where the where they have a point here. And that's because these companies are publicly held companies. And so you don't want to make it possible for somebody to fraudulently mm-hmm. complain and do it over and over then make that public and try and have a negative effect on a company's stock knowing that it would do that and so shorting the stock before you lodge the complaint and make it public and profiting from taking the short side on whatever the financial institution is. So I get that part. However, I don't think most people are in it for that. I think most people are pissed off that they're getting ripped off by financial service companies who won't allow them to get the best deal possible. We talked about this um, a couple of shows ago that the uh, Congress was shooting down uh, something that uh, that President Obama put in place, which said that states were allowed to offer retirement plans mm-hmm. for people and companies that weren't large enough to have them on their own. They they said, look, we're right, right. we're going to allow you if you want to as a state. You don't have to. If you want to, you can do this. And it's just another, you know, mm-hmm. it's another option for people to take advantage of. They can take a look at it. If that's what they choose, they can do that. And the Republicans said no. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they're in the pockets of, Financial Thank you very much. Right. So states' rights. What states' yeah. rights? That's only for owning people. That's Silly right. rabbit. That's right. Yeah. That's for where's where's my uh, uh ne- my negro. What? My ne- oh, oh yeah, I don't know. My negro and blanco. I, I, you don't have any I, no candy I, I, for Tony. I, I ate them all. Oh man, I got hungry and ate my last negro. The interesting thing I thought about this is the uh, the original story was posted by the Associated Press and when I read it originally it was on the New York Times website when I went back to look at it again it wasn't there anymore so then I went to the so then I looked it up again and I said blah, blah, Washington Post and it was basically the same reprinted story except it wasn't available there either so I'm just curious as to whether or not the New York Times and Washington Post are in a battle with the Associated Press right now because hmm. it doesn't seem like Associated Press stories are being reprinted or at least that particular story was not redone. Now, I found it in other places that, you know, don't give a shit about the AP. But there it is. Uh, let me see what else. You hear about this uh, this kid that died in a hazing incident at Beta Theta Pi at a college in Pennsylvania? Not lately. There's always one. Like, well, this one, a couple of years. apparently they, they had this. For one thing, it's a 19-year-old kid. He's pledging a fraternity. All right. They have a homo. Ha- yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Hey, you don't you don't call your country a cunt. You can't call your fraternity a frat. Well, hold on a second. Uh, yes, I can. You know, don't yeah, don't get me started. What's the Greek a, army motto? Never leave your buddies behind. Um, but do do continue because I I really really love these stories. I okay. wish they had one every day. Well, here's the thing: it's a 19 year old kid. They're power mm. drinking. He falls down the stairs. They leave him there for 12 mm. hours. Mm. Eventually, of course, he dies, and they have film of it. And they're all these yeah. kids. Beta mm-hmm. Theta Pi kicked off the campus, blah, blah, blah. It's funny. Here's the uh, thing. I agree, I, which I agree with. It. Yeah, it here's funny. the thing about And these kids are all going to go. They they killed this kid. Sure. They yeah. killed him. Mm-hmm. They they had the chance right then and there to say, mm-hmm. we fucked up. And the, the problem is, of course, drinking's illegal yeah. if you're under 21. Right. Colleges and universities look the other way on this shit. And I'm going to tell you something. At some point or another, 
they're going to have to the the law enforcement's going to have to really bit slap somebody hard like not just beta data pi on this particular campus but like the national charter Mm-hmm. They're going to have to sue them into the ground, which I'm hoping this kid's family does. Don't just go after the charter at that at uh, at the college. Sue the pants off both the college and the national charter. Colleges ignore this stuff. And, yo, when and, and I get to stand on high ground here because when I went to University of Vermont, okay, at, in those days, mm-hmm. Vermont was one of only three states in the union that still had an 18-year-old drinking age. Boom, baby. So everybody was allowed to drink now. Right. But now it's, you know, basically the way they got rid of that is the government said, we're not going to give you highway funds unless you raise the drinking age. That's how they made them raise it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That's Montana, they, the drinking age was 18 while I was 18. Yeah. And me then they, too. they raised it one year at a time, but yeah. always after my birthday. So well, I got, I got the lucky thing for me was is that when they raised the age to 21, um, I, if you were already, if you were legal when it was 18, you got grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. pretty cool. So I yeah. like that. But basically colleges and fraternities, colleges just look the other way to shit. Sure. Okay. They look the other way and, you know, look, I'm not going to stand here on my high horse and say, yeah, I can't believe these kids are drinking. <laughs> Give me a fucking break, man. All right. But there needs to be. You know, it's one thing you want to go out. Look, they're college kids. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Okay, they're they're going to do it. They're going to get drunk, and that's okay. But, but there has to be this kind of behavior has to be just shut down. You can't do this to kids in order to make them feel part of. You know, I want to be part of the group, so I better get so drunk that I die. See, let's pretend that I was a parent, which I am. And my daughter said to me one day, hey, father, I'm thinking about joining this group. In order to join it, they're going to make me do a series of stupid and homoerotic things. That that, that put my life at risk. I I would say, right, just just right there. Let's just not even get there. Right, just the stupid. Very stupid and homoerotic things. And I would say, daughter, um, why why would you want to be a part of said group? Okay, and then let us let us uh, let us suppose that she proceeded to explain to me the benefits of a sorority or fraternity, etc., and so on. I would have said to her, "Darling, I'm I I I I can't apologize enough for failing you as a parent. I can't apologize you enough apologize enough for failing you as a parent that you would want to be a part of such an institution that you, feel the that, need. That you just described that you would have the desire at all that yeah. that 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 your reaction upon hearing about such an institution was not one of immediate disgust. All right? Yeah. I am a failure as a parent. Yeah. All right? That's and so that's what these these parents and every other when a story like this breaks Every parent that reads this story whose child is not yet in a fraternity or a sorority should at that point really evaluate the logic of of condoning, allowing, glorifying this. Your child is going to get into this exclusive club. And in order to qualify for this exclusive club, they got to do a bunch of silly, stupid and or dangerous horse shit. Yeah, I don't mind the silly, stupid things. It's the dangerous. Fuck the club. Fuck that club. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your club. All right. Fuck your fraternity. Fuck your sorority. Hey, parents that that think that that's a good idea for your kids to get into a fraternity or a sorority. Yeah. Fuck you, too. I just I, I hear I, this sorry. kind of thing because I saw it when I was at UVM. You know, they were paying for friends. At was best, one, there was one. Yeah, yeah. 
You know what? You're kind of right about that. That's exactly you end up paying for friends. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Never. I want, yeah. I remember Sigma Nu. You know, those are the they, best they friends. Hockey, that was a hockey fraternity, man. Those guys mm-hmm. were out yeah. of control. I actually went to a party where the cops pulled up. The cops went in, and a bunch of guys literally took the car and flipped the cop car. Yeah. They flipped the car. I'm like, have you guys really? I mean, is that what passes for macho now? You get a whole bunch of big guys. Well, I mean, if there aren't cows handy, (laughs) then you go. Nice one. So, yeah, it's that time of year again. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had its concert for inductions on HBO. They finally got around to it. And this year's class was, okay, I got one guy I know right. you love, Nile Rogers. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. I do. He was I actually Nile. given, you know, like a uh, the award for excellence. Quote of the night was from Nile Rogers. He got the award for excellence, and he said, "Where I come from, groove is everything." Boom, that, baby. Yeah, that's done, done, done. He's like the high priest to groove now. Absolutely. Well, just because James Brown is, you well, know, James, look, well, smiling yeah. at us from the sky. Absolutely, and but hey! not. Nile, just for the production value of, also just of the, the sheer stuff. amount of stuff of you know. quality stuff that he's been on, and he's like, people request him for a reason. People want to work with him and put him in the studio for a reason. The reason is, groove is everything. And if you want to get technical about it, he was a pioneer in rap because it was his hook that they used in Rapper's Delight. Oh, for please, guys, the hooks this so, guy's written yeah, are like yeah. two numerous. But his, the you know the, that, that one that for background. Rapper's Delight, yes. Yeah. But so. he's written a ton of them, tons. All that stuff. Yeah, I had a chic poster chic, right? in Montana. I had a chic poster in yeah. my in my bedroom. I loved the chic song so much. Skating staples, of course, absolutely. Anthem, so there was anthems. a bunch of other stuff they did. They did a bunch of stuff right. They started off the show with a tribute to Chuck Berry. Right, right off the right. bat, started with that. Um, let me see some other stuff. Yes, finally. I remember last year. Mm-hmm. I just screamed at the time. I can't believe it. They finally got them in. Couple of notes on this one. Nobody wears a cape like Rick Wakeman. Rick Wakeman <laughs> wears a cape to this day. I don't want to see anybody else wearing a cape on a rock and roll stage unless your name is Rick Wakeman. He's the he still still yeah. he is bloated and whatever. I saw him live at the uh, at the original Ritz in New York when he's doing a solo concert. I was a big fan of Rick Wakeman doing his solo stuff. Six Wise mm-hmm. Henry the Eighth. Uh, mm-hmm. He did the soundtrack for White Rock, which is a movie about skiing and stuff. And um, let me see what else. I don't know. You know, Court of King Arthur. He's got a bunch of stuff out there. But I was a big mm-hmm. Rick Wakeman fan. And I'll tell you, the coolest thing that happened was I, because I remember saying, you know, all these bands that get in, like Rush and whatnot, you know, how is it possible that they can go up there and talk about how big an influence Yes was and Rush is in there, but Yes isn't? Right. Well, Chris Squire, unfortunately, has passed away. And Chris Squire is one of my favorite bass players. He has a sound. He was great. He was perfect for that band. And a phenomenal, phenomenal bass player. And Geddy Lee played bass for Roundabout. Mm-hmm. They did Roundabout. And I'm going to tell you something. He got the sound right. He got that Chris Squire, that, that hard Chris Squire sound. Mm-hmm. He got it right. He sounded, I have a whole new level of respect for Getty Lee now. Okay? He was always, look, you like Rush as much as you like Rush. I mean, are they talented? Yes. Did they write some great stuff? Yes. Do I listen to them from time to time? Yes. As long as I don't hear them all, you know, over and over and over again, I enjoy Rush. It's yeah. a piece of, you know, they're, they're, they're really good. Okay? But I was never 
you know, like I never thought any of them were, you know, Neil Peart's phenomenal drummer, but I, he was never one of my top five drummers. None of those guys were. But Geddy Lee sounded great. He sounded, he did everything he could to sound exactly like Chris Squire would sound. And I'm going to tell you something. That's as much like Chris Squire as I've heard anybody sound other than Chris Squire. So shout out to Geddy Lee. Um, a couple of things. Snoop Dogg's, you know, they, they, they inducted Tupac for okay. whatever reason. You know what Tupac well, is? They, you know what it, Tupac is spelled backwards, right? No. Kaput! Oi! Oi! Yeah. Snoop Comedy drum, you got to warn me. Snoop Dogg <clears throat> said Tupac was the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to red flag that one, baby. First things first, Curtis Blow blows him away. So do Eric B. and Rakim. So just, okay, I just don't want to hear it. Very prolific. Pat, when they inducted Journey into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's a band, I don't know. For me, I don't think they deserve it, but what the fuck. Pat, this guy from the band Train, whatever. This guy Pat from the band Train, he was the one that inducted Journey. He called them the heart of San Francisco rock and roll. Again, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Uh, Grateful uh, Dead, Santana. Jefferson Je- Airplane. Jefferson, yeah, I'll just, yeah, that's we're done there. That's it. That's it. You know, that, <laughs> so, we're done. Yeah. We're done. Any right? one of those, yeah. Okay. But the thing that really like frothed my cookies was they had some, you know, uh, Perry. I guess his voice just doesn't cut it anymore. So they had this this kid, this Asian kid, singing. The Journey songs. And he sucked. Seriously. And I thought to myself, you couldn't find... It's Perry. I mean, that voice, like them or not... There's nothing... He's got a voice that is... Inimicable. Yes. That's the word. No, like, you can't... It's unto it's, itself. And, it, and it's not Journey without that sorry... Right. Sorry. And they couldn't find somebody truly, truly top-notch to sing those songs. This kid sucked. He sucked. Best thing of the night, well, though. What do you do with something like that? Get I a don't Steve know. Perry I'm impersonator? Watching, I literally was cringing while I watched I'm like, ooh, God. Hello, America's Got Talent. Have you encountered uh, a Steve <laughs> yeah. Perry impersonator? He's like, what's his name? William Hall. Maybe he didn't get through the audition. Your audition. The guy, but, really, yeah. the guy saying bang. Yeah. Uh, she bang, yeah, she, she bang. bang. I always thought that she William should come Hall. out with an album, and it was gonna. It should have been called Well Hung. I just that was my thing, but I'll tell you the thing that that I enjoyed the most about the night was David Letterman did the induction speech for Pearl Jam, and it's absolutely far and away, hands down, nobody else comes close, best induction speech I've ever heard at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was just great. He had an entire story about uh, what's his name, you know, the lead singer, um, writing a note to him, Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder writing a note to him. You know, and I like Pearl Jam. You know, I got some Pearl Jam coming up later, and I'm a Pearl Jam fan. You know, their first couple albums are dynamite, man. They're great rock and roll. And we love them because they were the first band to really stand up to Ticketron and Ticketmaster. Basically told those guys to go screw themselves. So that made me happy. Another band that got inducted was ELO. Right. You know, I'm okay. A favorite of mine. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Sure. Sure. They're you know, very, very original. They're very original. They brought kind of – they they literally – they took orchestration and mm-hmm. and that kind of, of composition to places where Phil Spector wanted to go. 
Phil Spector's okay. wall of mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. was too much of the wall of sound. ELO figured out how to get that right. And so, right. you know, far out, baby. Yeah. You know, I liked him. So I'm going to kick off the next set with a little ELO. Why not, right? Right? Yeah, man. There you go. It's Do You from the ELO on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
level. No one's got no dough, but all the world's here wasting it. Always money for frills and twists, never money for food. Sometimes I despair of the species, you know? Kill him again. Try to identify the man in front of you, but it ain't the gold, the gear, or the money, though. Swift intellects and this with plenty of, like if it's dark, I spark every one of you. I throw a mic in the crowd of this question, I got the answer and includes directions. Don't manufacture a match to me after a blast of a master that has to make musical master, cause attack your rap to his handicap. You never hold a mic again, try to hand it back for every rapper that comes to cut off his thumbs. Put a record to his neck, and he swallows a hump, slice from ear to ear, so he can hear better before he bleeds to death. Hear heavy letter, and you can see how quick and thick your blood can get it. Try to change the style of the subject, as I can deepen the rhyme of becoming a MC murderer. Before I'm done, I'm up, prepare the chamber, the torch is coming up. Trip through the mind, at the end you'll find it's the punisher. Kill him again. Hold the mic is hostage, I'm seized as ransom Rhymes to punish him cause they don't understand him I heat up his brain then explain then I hand him A red hot microphone, that's how I brand him Rhymes full information, unite and ignite Like a patron putting bullet wounds in the mic If you curse me it ain't no mercy Give him an autopsy, kill by verse of me I took a kid and cut off his eyelids Kill him slow so he can see what I did And if he don't understand what I said I'm pushing his eyeballs way to the back of his head So he can see what he's getting into Part of the mind that he never been through The journey is coming cause you're getting sent to A place harder to find but it's all in the metal I'm on a brain scan to locate his game plan When I'm through with his brain he ain't the same man Did he lose his mind or lost in his mind But this ain't the loss of found Because you can't find your foundation Coasting, your mind is drifting in slow motion Frozen, looks like another murder at the Mardi Gras B Too late to send out a search party Once you're out of your head then you can't get back I give them a map but they still get trapped So prepare for chamber The torch is coming up Trip through the mind At the end you'll find it's the punisher Kill him again Rhymes perform like surgery, cut so deep, you be bleeding burgundy. My intellect wrecks and disconnects. Your cerebral cortex, your cerebral is next. Your conscious becomes subconscious. Soon your response is nonsense. The last words are blurred, mumbled and slurred. Then your birds are no longer heard. You get your lung fried, so put your tongue tied. He caught the swing of hang, so he hung till he died. Reincarnate him and kill him again, again and again. Again and again, I leave them in the mausoleum so you can see them. I got a dead MC in museum. When I create them, I cremate them and complicate them. You can't save them, there's no ultimatum. Mics lay around full of ashes with the victim's name and slashes. I got a long list and I'ma get every one of you. Beware of the Punisher. Then I'ma kill him again. Wake him up, kill him again.
Hey, how the hell are you? Things good with the old man? Yeah. What brings you here? Don't imagine it's the pussy. <laughs>
Poets, that's the way it's got to be. That's a 45 that came out in 1965, those guys from uh, Scotland. That's off of one of the numerous garage psychopunk collections I have acquired over the years. I'm not even sure which one that's from. Probably one of the 15 different volumes of nuggets I have laying around. Before that, Mira Faya, Mark Anthony doing Aguanilla. That's from the uh, movie soundtrack to El Cantante. And it was actually written by a guy named... Uh, uh, pretty prominent New Yorker named Willie Cologne uh, from the Bronx. He's like one of the first guys to uh, describe himself as a New Yorican. He was basically like he was the first generation of Puerto Ricans born in America. Like his parents came over, you know, during Mm -hmm. uh, the 40s and, you know, in the 50s and stuff, I guess, when they started having flights coming over here. Um, So he's, you know, from the Bronx. and He's got like a bit of a thing going on. You know, he's... uh, does uh, a lot of stuff from the Bronx community organizing and stuff, in addition to being a very prominent writer of salsa music over the years. And I want a bit of a shout-out. reminded me of a uh, time I, I saw Mark Anthony live. Saw him live at uh, Madison Square Garden. Went with my friend uh, Roger Hitz, who brought up some chick that, that whoever opened for him, I can't remember who it was, but he reminded me that I had actually seen this person live because she had opened for Mark Anthony. So I was reminded of that. Shout out to my man upstairs, Apollo, no longer with us. The, uh, he brought me to this place. It's like uh, it's a place called uh, Los Boyitos, an after-hours club on 157th Street. It's the first time I ever drank Brugal. That stuff, it's Dominican, and it is, if you want to forget your troubles and pretty much everything else, All right, Brugal, that's the stuff. Before that, I had a couple of clips in there from Road to Perdition. You know, right. great movie. I love that mm-hmm. fl- that film. Absolutely fantastic clip. In between the two Road to Perdition clips, yeah, Eric B. and Rakim, the Punisher, from Don't Sweat This Technique. 
before that, the Mickey Finn guard of my mind. That was a uh, 45 from 1967. Interesting thing about the band, the Mickey Finn, um, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin played mm-hmm. a number of those songs mm-hmm. with them while they were in the studio and kicking off the set. New Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, ELO. Yeah. Do ya? <gasps> so there you go. All right. You ready? Yeah. We're going to. I got. <laughs> basically. Go. I mean, I got. I was just going to say because I couldn't wait. Um, Remember how boring the Obama administration was? I know. <laughs> it was like you'd wake up every morning and, and like absolutely you'd have to go like like something would have to present itself as far as what am I going to pay attention to today? Oh, something happened over there. Fancy that. What's that all about? You know, as opposed to now where you wake up and immediately check your news source does your phone computer newspaper and go what the fuck ne- what's next oh, I, know. I gotta say i gotta say you know what because uh, you, you know how much i can i, I take I a breath please you know how much i hate the guy and, and so i struggle for something positive to say yeah good luck so here you go i found one uh-huh he had with regards to his presidency he hasn't disappointed <laughs> <laughs> In the insanity department, he hasn't let us down? Well, you know, there were some people that were speculating that maybe it was going to be very quiet, that he was going to be very quietly looting the Treasury. Yeah, that's Uh, Well, well, you know, a couple of things that I noticed. For one thing, nice to see the SNL writing staff hopping on the uh, Tony C. Groovathon bandwagon, the Melissa McCarthy thing. Mm -hmm. She uses the 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 Russian Petrushka dolls. Okay, I'm glad you remembered what they were called. Yeah, that's, you know, those Russian dolls, one inside of another. And I said, that's what, what's happening. It's the smallest doll inside that we need to pay attention to. What's he trying to cover up? That's Putin. Though. And every time he keeps covering and covering mm-hmm. and covering and covering and covering. And on uh, the, the Bill Maher show this Friday, there was a guy on there named Michael Render, um, who's actually, who's known by Killer Mike. He's a rapper yes. from Atlanta. And he's, you know, one of these guys <laughs> that's got some stuff to say. He's, you know, he's got some yeah. stuff to say. The boy's... He's not screwing around, but he pointed out, he said, uh, he said that Trump's, quote, running a casino, not a country. And that got me to thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only you could play some casino clips on the show. Yeah. Oh, I, wait, you did. Hold on a second. Yeah, didn't I say that uh, the Trump administration was using the screenplay from casino as a template? That's what I'm pretty sure I said that. So here's what happened. I got to thinking about the, uh, the Chinese proverbs, may you live in interesting times. Mm-hmm. Now, that actually is a turn. I, I did the homework, mm-hmm. and I went and looked it up. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, there, This is something that's worth looking up. I'll, I'll find the site. It's a quotes. It's like a, a site that, that does all the research on quotes, famous quotes. And in this particular case, they actually realize that there's really no literal Chinese translation for that quote. The closest they can find is... Better to be a dog in a peaceful time than to be a human in a chaotic or warring period. Hmm. All right. And there's a tremendous history behind this quote and how it got there because it's known as a curse. Hmm. They call it a curse now. But back in 1836, a British diplomat named John Francis Davis published something called The Chinese, a general description of the empire of China and its inhabitants. And he said, quote, the Chinese have lived so much in peace that they have acquired by habit and education a more than common horror of political disorder. Better to be a dog in peace than a man in anarchy, 
is a common maxim. It is a general rule, they say, that the worst of men are fondest of change and commotion, hoping that they may thereby benefit themselves. But by adherence to a steady, quiet system, affairs proceed without confusion, and bad men have nothing to gain. Hmm. I'm telling you. That's, that's a new one. I'm telling you. I've got, I'm going to look. I'll find the site where I got it. It's, I, I'm going to tell you. Who wrote that fortune cookie there? That was. Uh, and the thing is, there's a whole bunch. Of, I found tons of stuff. This was like a great exercise in history for me. Like reading through how it, how this particular mm. saying came to be. Because basically it didn't exist until like 1936. Some British guy, Chamberlain, somebody or other. You know what? They, they are they are the ants, and they're going to eat us all. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's but the, you know they got that part right. You know, bad men have nothing to gain. That was the whole thing. Their basically their their philosophy is is that you know when you live in commotion, when you have mm-hmm. constant change well, of commotion, that's well, what enables no, no, right. bad men to prosper. Sure, bad things to prosper. Sure, okay, <laughs> because we're so consumed with. Whatever crisis, changing our position for and the crisis better, right? happens to be taking place, and you know, and I wrote down, can Trump give me a minute to take a breath in between scandals? Mm-hmm. Um, I told you earlier, I said Trump is the guy who laughs at the no soap radio joke. You know? Yeah, he is. He's a people pleaser, and I'm going to tell you something. When you strip everything else away, Trump, at his most metaphysical, is a salesman. He's right, a right. salesman. And if you listen to the, the verbiage and what he says and the way in which he does certain things, he does a lot of stuff that I remember doing when I ran a sales staff. And I, I'm, I'd love to see somebody put together an entire analysis of his administration from a sales pro point of view. Everything is about sales. How he lauds people, mm-hmm. you know. So-and-so is doing a great job. These are the best people. He's so good. Blah, blah, blah. He likes to say that when he's talking. He's got, you know, his cabinet member. So-and-so doing it tremendously. He's one of the greats. He always says that. This is one of those great techniques that sales managers use because the, you put that board up in the room. And so whoever's the top sales guy is at the top of the board. Okay. Like Glenn but in this, yeah. Okay. Get the chalk. Get the chalk. That's right. You want to know where, on the Cadillac yeah, you board. Know where third place is? You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Yeah. It's one of the obviously one of the greatest. Who are you? Fuck you. That's my name. I drove up. Ironic. You're using uh, you know that, and then Alec Baldwin was the guy. Yeah, I know the Trump impersonations. Well, that that's um. But he's. It's all about sales because at the end of the day, what real salesmen know is it's not what you write; it's what you collect. So you chunk wood all day long, so you look good on the board, Mm -hmm. and that's what he recognizes is that the actual payoff is less important to these people because they're salaried. So all they care about is getting lauded. And he's good at that. Mm-hmm. He knows how to, he knows how to treat, you know, he knows how to prop up his sales staff. And that's what his emissaries are. They're his sales right. staff. That's all they are. I, I was thinking about a couple of things. Chaffetz from, uh, yes, Utah. David. He's, he's quitting. Good. He's quitting. My question is, is he going to run again? Okay, he knows that if you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. And this is one of those things that I've been thinking about because I predicted that Ben Carson Mm -hmm. would run in 2018 for an open Senate seat. But then he got hired to run 
housing and urban development. Uh, just out of curiosity, anybody heard from him? Since, not uh, lately. Not, not at all. Have you checked his house? Yeah, and I said, <laughs> I wonder if he'll be able to quietly resign his post before he's permanently soiled by being a willing participant in the Trump administration. I predicted that he would run for office in 2018. The clock is ticking. And by clock, I mean the one attached to the time bomb in the White House. So, I, you know, but... I, I, I don't know. I think they'll... Uh, and Uncle Tom will always be able to find work. <laughs> I just... I These guys... What, what I think we're going to be seeing between now and um, the end... And, like, Thanksgiving, we're going to be seeing a lot of people who are Republicans who are going to distance themselves because the stench of the of the Trump administration is going to be all over them. They're going to be cloaked in it. And, you know, Pelosi had that thing, you know, you got it tattooed on your forehead. That's not what they're worried about. They're worried about being associated with a man who's a liar and could be potentially indicted for treason and impeached and all that. And so, you know, it was easy for them to back him during the election. But now that he's in office, they, you know, holy crap. Look what we spawned, the spawn of a jackal. They're them being the jackal. They're the jackal, yeah. man. And look what they've spawned. Let me fucking shave off his head, see if there's 666 printed on the top of it. Damien? No, I'm, I'm imagining that the uh, the Antichrist would be a, uh, a clever person. <laughs> but I, I think that's something that, that you know, is going to start happening more and more now. You're going to see people distancing themselves or saying they're not going to be running again because they want to stay in politics. And if they remain there now and stand shoulder to shoulder with this guy, that's it. You're done. I, I'm curious to see what the face of politics is going to look like after this, because obviously the 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 what is acceptable you know, this is this has violated all of our common yeah, sense. That's as far right. as, it's like we, the routine. So many, so many things. I, I keep thinking back to to the Howard Dean scream. Uh-huh. How how because like that he ruined he, his campaign. He, he, he was like, like ah! He went, why? He went, yee. He did a and yeehaw, it. and Darn. that was it. And the and the media scuttled him because he's a crazy person because he sounded enthusiastic at a pep rally. And and that, and this here and this guy here. So obviously, yeah, these, obviously, these. I don't know. I don't know what's acceptable because possibly. You can't use history as a litmus test anymore. I know, because so possibly, possibly, this might restore some sort of standard that maybe some people right, might. We're going sli- to slingshot our morality back the two, into place. These are the two possibilities that I'm that I'm seeing. Like like you know the time donut in Star Wars and Star Trek. You know these are the two possible futures <laughs> that I see. That that, that of the world. Some right. some of America has learned have learned a lesson, and. And, and and realize that you really need to expect some semblance of human, you know, as opposed to a knuckle-dragging ape, an obvious clown. I think what a lot of people are seeing, I think this is interesting, <clears throat> I think a lot of people are increasingly embarrassed. And he's doing his first international trip this right. Friday. And I think this is going to be an interesting thing to see what yeah. happens because, you know, every time I hear something, you know, any basically any other sure. president, even George Bush, for God's sake, right? Who's also all of a sudden popular by comparison? It's not just that; it's that the president represents me, right? He represents to. me, and he sounds Presumably. like a fucking moron, and I'm not moron. a moron, right? Right. So I don't want this guy. I don't want to be so, labeled, and that's the way I feel about these politicians. Well, that's one possible future that I see, and the other one is that Dystopia? is that is well, well, it just just a a ridiculous. A ridiculous scenario where where 
everyone, the lesson that is learned is that there are no rules. So the next crop of politicians that you see are just going talking to about the rock eight, running for, they're literally right. talking about Dwayne Johnson running Every, for, what, for, for office. The, the, the future will be politicians trying to out Trump each other by, with, with their ridiculousness. How you know, far so, can so, I go and get so away with it? These are the two. These are the two. I, I, the only way that I'm going to win an election is just by sta- just by putting my nuts in the soup and being outrageous and and just what. So these are the two possible what futures. Are you thinking of mashed potatoes? Yeah. For God's sake, yeah. look at that. Whatever you what know. What are you thinking uh, of mashed potatoes? I'm, I'm teabagging the child cereal bowl, and that's you know. Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to vote for him twice. You see the uh, you see uh, Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education at uh, that black college up in Daytona. She gets, yeah. She what, what is you got to love it. She's first of all, she's too dumb and second of all, she literally has no sense of history whatsoever. You know, it's nice to see them having a choice. They didn't have a choice. They were segregated. They weren't allowed to go to other uh, colleges. That's why this college exists. You fucking moron. Stay stay inside, Betsy. Yeah, please, just I would just shut uh, up. Shut yourself just in your ivory up. tower. Rake it. You're doing that you and your, the your brother. The best thing Trump administration you know, surrogates can do mm-hmm. is shut Just up. Shut up. The less they talk, the better. Whenever these people speak, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And he knows it. I mean, Trump's literally still, you know, he he's running everything as if it were a game show. Everything is about ratings. And I think that his greatest fear, I think Trump's scared shitless at this point. I think he's now, it's setting in yeah. right now well, that right. he could spend the rest of his life being mentioned in the same sentence as Benedict Arnold. He could go to prison. Um, that yeah, but that's not what scares him. What scares him is that like like the Borowitz thing. He's scared that his impeachment proceedings won't be the most popular ever. He's about oh, uh, I'm you gonna, know I'll feeling be, I'll be the, contributing. the adulation. He's an adulation addict. I might I might have to restart my TV. I'll contribute to that. But there's live <laughs> and, and and speaking those are hearings. Speaking I'm of, of ratings, for that one. I predict very high ratings, and I know I'm going to help by stopping doing whatever I'm doing to watch the public hearing of James I, Comey. Yeah, I think you know, and that's the thing. It's the like next hearing. He had to know that when he said, "I hope he doesn't have tapes." I heard some report this morning said that some friend of Comey said, "God, I know that right now James Comey hopes there are tapes." Like he's like, "That's the winner if there are tapes that they're out there." But so many tapes. Donald By Trump, I've K-Tel said it all along. He is a sale. He didn't want to be president. He is yeah. a salesman who wanted to be a cult leader, and his desire is strictly based around having a cult-like following. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters to him other than ratings. Okay, whether those ratings are on TV or whether those and the you know the polls don't matter to him, just so long as he's got that percentage Mm. that are going to stick by him, not because they like him, but because they hate the other guy. Mm. Whoever the other person is, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, the Pelosi's, the Wasserman Schultz's, the Obamas—they didn't like a nigger in the White House. That was it. That was basically you know. I'm throwing it out there, baby. I'm no, throwing it out no, there. That's... And at this point, I can think of only two only two reasons to still support Donald Trump. You're either a racist or you're greedy. Because if you're greedy right, sure. and you're at that level, you know, right. lower taxes, lower you're regulations, the ability to make right. money, you know, while keeping your foot on somebody else's neck in order to do it, you know, that pleases some people. So you've got that, those groups of people. And yeah. They are the basket of deplorables. Yeah, man. I got no problem with that description. No, nope. nope. I really don't. Nope. No, nope. you know, I am 
I'm amazed by some people that I meet. I, I met somebody a couple weeks ago. Nice guy. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's like the new boyfriend of this gal yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and he's a good, and, you know, bright, articulate, yep. ex-army. Mm-hmm. He's now in private security. Okay. He's probably 30-ish. Sure. Okay. And, yeah. you know, Deplorable. act together. Act, and he's like, Trump. Oh. And I'm just sitting there. It's I'm not sure my eyeball, how my jaw, literally at this point, it doesn't drop to the ground. At this point, I spend most of my day with my jaw being dragged along the mm. ground because that's it. It's down there permanently with the shit I'm seeing. I've, I'm blown away. And I really do think that at this point, what what President Trump is doing is creating, as I said, more and more shocking Outer, larger Petroishka dolls. Yeah. Okay. In order to cover up the last one that now is the, you know, burgeoning humiliation in his life. This guy, you know, I I said and wrote a, a couple of weeks ago, I said, here's what the Democrats should do. They should basically go in there and say, we'll give you anything you want if you show your tax returns. You want that wall? I got your financing right here. You get Schumer to get eight Democrats in the Senate to say, yep, we'll make that shit veto-proof. But you have to show us your tax returns first. And at that point, what Donald Trump will do is go, oh, they're making it all about me. Great, but it shouldn't be. It should be all about the country. So here's the solution. Remove yourself from the equation. If you truly believe that what you want there, this wall, is the best thing for America as a nation and for its citizens – Okay, and somebody says, well, just show us your tax returns and we'll let you do it. Well, if he really felt that way, he would take country before self. He would choose the republic and the democracy before his own popularity because he truly believed in his heart that this is the right thing. But it's not what he believes is that it's a great war cry. Lock her up, mm, build the wall, mm, blah, 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 yeah. blah, you know, yada, yada, yada. Literally, it's a campaign. He's, he's taken the Seinfeld route to campaigning now, mm. and he's in constant campaign mode. And the thing that we're discovering is that he's like a shark in as much as sharks constantly have to swim. Mm-hmm. He needs to be in a fight. If he doesn't have an opposition clear and in front of him, somebody to literally put the blame on, whether it's exists honestly in this person's hands or not. If he doesn't have somebody to, as a foe, mm-hmm. he he dies. He, he literally stops breathing. He needs an opposition like he needs air. He needs to fight against somebody like he needs air. The guy's lived his entire life in court. He's lived his whole life. Do you think he gives a shit about going to court? He couldn't care less. He spends his whole life in court, baby. He just doesn't, the guy gets it. And the funny thing is, is the people who sued him and whom he sued, I told you this, he mm-hmm. sued the company that Mnuchin ran when they were fine, Mnuchin's company was financing the Trump Tower in Chicago. They settled out of court, then Trump hires Mnuchin. There you go. You know, makes you wonder if there was something going on there. You know, mm-hmm. hey, look, if you just settle this now, okay, if I ever get elected, maybe I'll, you know, hey, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to say it's quid pro quo, but holy shit, it is quid pro quo. It's one of those things where I look at the people that he's hired and go, do you mean to tell me you couldn't find anybody more qualified than that? And the question is, of course you could. But 
they're not loyal. That was the thing he's talking about to Comey and will you be loyal to me? No, it's not his fucking job. His job is to be loyal to the country. His job is to be loyal to the, the law. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Lord, have mercy on our souls. Look, uh, we can only hope that it's the first scenario that you laid out. Uh, that we that that this is so horrifying that that we that we as a nation have a slingshot. Okay, just, I'm waiting. The true tale of the tape is going to be this. Yeah. It's going to be during their the con- con- Congress's summer break in August mm, right. when they have an entire month of getting shit kicked out of them, and then we're going to come back. Okay. And mm. that's when we're in the fall. And pay attention to stock market. Sure. Because if they can't pass meaningful legislation, particularly in tax reform, for all these companies, okay, pff, get out out of getting's good. I'd start shorting the S&P for like November and December right now. You get killed on margin calls in between. But that's what I'd do. If I had the dough, that's what I'd do. I'd be shorting the S&P. In any event, that's it. I Dude, there's only so much we can do. That's right. It's, the thing is, is we could do this for hours and hours and hours and hours well, and hours and hours. There's so much, and yet we'll, we'll have like more. White we'll have more next time. We'll have more next time. I know. Oh God, Jesus! I know, yeah. and that's yeah. like yeah. that's so horrible. We'll have more tomorrow morning. Well, all right. You know yeah. what? Shift gears back to another rock and roll Hall of Fame inductee. I love these guys, and I what I did is I actually got I found a version of a song, but I've got the remixed version of it that they put out on their. Um, you know, they did a reissue, high quality, you know, full digital reissue of uh, the album 10. Mm-hmm. And so they've got, it's the Legacy Edition, Legacy Edition re-release of 10. And so here you go, Pearl Jam doing Why Go on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
I mean, let me ask you this. When those guys back in Lexington and Concord were upset about paying taxes, fired the shot heard around the world, did they know what they were starting? Or were they just looking for some action?
the new and the old rap. Be show biz the diamond D, yeah, we got the soul clap. Yeah. I'm a giant and I got lots of soul. I've been a giant since I was a kid. They always thought I was big from the damage that I did. I'm rolling rappers like a DT. And don't worry, yo, because the brothers can't see me. Light skin, curly hair. I keep dwelling. I don't care about my hair. My records are selling. AG, my right hand man is KG. Carry dope, you know. Wally Well is my little bro. Infinite, he's in effect. Big tire, snapping next. Better yet, he's packing text. Yeah, they sleep. They can't quite tell, they know that I'm short, because they know that I fight well. Those who diss me, that's okay, because my jam is gonna slam and I don't care what you say. A giant in a mental, yeah, you know that. And I'm hitting with this new one, and it's called a soul clap. I your hands, just be by this, your hands. Hey, yo, can I get a soul clap? Come on, can I get a soul clap? Come on, I said, can I get a soul clap? Come on, can I get a soul clap? Come on, come on. I do work at any man's icon, sir. And if it said that I didn't, then I got jerked. You must have asked the wrong people. Cause when I make my stand, every man knows that I'm lethal. Never back down, my crew's in the background. I get hyped with your biz, lay the tracks down. When I'm finished, you'll say he's the Mac. Cause I'm raw, my bench, I beats the fat. Yeah, I'm a giant, that's what you better say. You don't believe me, then go check my resume. I done killed more suckers than a world war. And even more, after a world tour, from state to state, sea to sea, on every continent, I'm a G-I-E-N-T. I'm A-G, yeah, the one you can't hold back. You want your party to pump? They throw on a soul clap. Come on, can I get a soul clap? Come on, I said, can I get a soul clap? Come on, can I get a soul clap? Come on, come on.
you go, baby. KC and the Sunshine Band, Boogie Shoes. That's from their uh, album, KC and the Sunshine Band. That song got big because it was in Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Mm. So I, that one's going out to my man, Ken Altman. Boy, does he know how to buy some shoes or what? That boy, <laughs> that boy knows how to buy shoes, man. You I'm telling saying. you straight up. For that, the ensorcialization continues. Unabated Calibro 35, Summertime Killer from Calibro 35, came out in 2008. Before that, nice mixes in there, baby. Showbiz and AG. Thanks for hooking up the good copy of that one. Uh, that is Soul Clap from Runaway Slave. It came out in 92. One of my favorites on that is uh, Diamond D. I played a bunch of stuff by him, uh, Diamond D and the uh, Psychotic Neurotics. And those guys were actually part of a uh, crew in New York. They were called the DITC crew uh digging in the crates these okay. were guys that would go around to record stores and find these albums for samples they would dig through all the crates of albums to find all right records they could sample so they were the ditc crew for that uh, what do we have oh this one this song i just love this song eddie bow doing hook and sling uh that was a 45 that came out in 1969 on scram records all right Eddie Bowe's a very interesting character. He debuted on Ace Records in 1955, and according to his bio, he released more single records than anyone else in New Orleans other than Fats Domino. And during the course of his life, he worked and recorded for more than 40 different record labels. And I've got a bunch of them. It's like Ace, Apollo, Arrow, Atlas Records, Blue Jay Records, Bow Sound, Checker, Chess Records, of course, Cinderella, Records, Nola Records, Rick, which was uh, his the the name of the uh, the label was Rick R I C, and uh, he had a carpentry business, and uh, he actually used his carpentry skills to build their original studio for the label itself. And he's on Scram Records, Seven B Records, Swan Records. That guy's got got some history coming down. Before that, guy named Johnny Marinacci. He's one of these uh, poker old-time poker players from New York. And uh, it's a great quote. Uh, there's a movie called All in the Poker Movie. It's a documentary about poker. All right. And, um, you know, I when I was younger, in my youthful days, uh, before the movie Rounders came out and basically, you know, we could, you know, we made all that money off the suckers that finally learned the lingo, but not how to play. Everybody learned the right words to say, but mm-hmm. not exactly how to play. And then, of course, the computers came along and everybody learned how to play poker. But back then, you know, you go down. I remember playing at the Mayfair Club because I went down there to play backgammon. I was a backgammon player. So it was the game room and the Mayfair Club. And so I would play backgammon. That's how I got roped into playing poker a couple of times. Lost my shirt and said, I'll stick to backgammon. My friend Barry, he goes down and he plays. He actually wins. For that, yeah, my B-boy breakbeat of the week. Sleeper Records and Nasty Den doing Nasty Lover. And once again, I, I just I went breakbeat crazy a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. You know, as Sly Stone once said, sometimes all you need is a drummer for people who only need a beat. That's great. Beat, yeah. Kicking off the set. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Why go? That is the remixed version <laughs> From uh, the original album, it was on was 10. That's the Legacy Edition re-release of the song. It's a bit different. It's a bit raw. It's got, uh, it's not the original version. It's kind of, I don't know, It's it's got more energy in it. It sounds like they had more fun in the studio doing it. It wasn't as overly produced, mm-hmm. I think, as the first one. I don't, I'm not sure if uh, Brendan O'Brien got his nasty hands on that. That guy just stuck his hands on everything and kind of, 
I don't know, he shit on a lot of stuff. He was overworked. Hmm. I mean, you know, he did the, the second Rage Against the Machine, then he did Our Lady Peace, and he, like, fucked up both of those albums. It doesn't matter. In any event, you know what? Time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know who I'm talking about, right? Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Okay? Dave, the entire A-S-E certified crew. You know, I have to say it slowly. It's like, you know, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck could chuck wood? I I literally, I can, you know, 10 tiny tots took turns doing handstands on the carpet. I'll teach you some Spanish one sometime. Teaching me a little Spanish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cabron. So in any event, absolutely the place you want to go. I've had, uh, had a couple of friends go over there recently, both of them pleased as punch because Dave Kerry at Precision Auto Works is the man. If you've got an internal combustion engine, okay, produced after the year 1900, he's your man. Doesn't matter. No parts. Can't find the parts. Fuck that shit. That's when Dave really goes to work. He's a tool and diamond. He lives for that shit. It, that's what puts a smile on his face when it's like there's nothing there for, you know, up, oh, can't find it. <laughs> Let me show you what you can find. Come back in 24 hours. You're going to find it right here and attached to your car. Just off Atlantic and 95. Very easy to get to. If you go to the SoFloRadio.com website and click on the box on the top row that says Tony C's SoFlow Groovathon, you're going to get to my page. You will see every show I've ever done, a link for every show, so it can be either listened to or downloaded for free. All right. Every song played on each show is listed above the link. And at the very top, a properly worded, properly spelled description of the show. And in there, you're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. Click on that link. It's going to take you right to the side right to the site, no matter what it is, bumper to bumper. It doesn't matter what it is. He's the man. And I was just at the, uh, he's got his uh, cruising night. There was some vehicles there that, mm. like, cost just, uh, sometimes, man, American muscle cars, just those, those, those right ones, there's no substitute for horsepower, baby. There ain't no substitute for horsepower. That's what I'm telling you about. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. It is absolutely the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You know what that means? Yeah. Time for the drive group. I got something fresh, baby. This shit is fresh. From a band called Said the Ripper. It's got Jordan Tarlow in it who uh, ended up becoming the guitar player for the Fuzz Tones when they went out west. This is Emma Peel out on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
That's the man. That is the man that Jimi Hendrix said was the best guitar player you ever saw alive. Billy Gibbons had a ZZ Top from their very first album. ZZ Top's first album. That's what it's called. Going down to Mexico. That is a shout out to my bra from the big aisle, my man Omar, who just moved to Mexico 
from okay. the Big Island. So, boy, boy, like boy likes tropical. He he likes it warm. He likes it sunny. He likes the beach. So shout out to my man Omar. And before that, the swing and neck breakers. I live for buzz from the album "Live for Buzz." I know, it came out in '93. Those guys from Trenton, New Jersey. My favorite bridge, the Trenton, mm-hmm. New Jersey bridge, which still to this day is now it's now a misnomer. It says Trenton makes the world takes. All right. Yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> before that, yeah, I did a Led Zeppelin cover. That's right. But there's a shredding Steve on it, Steve Moore, so I'm okay with that. That was a heartbreaker from Lead Box, a Led Zeppelin tribute. And uh, on that particular track uh, was Steve Morse, uh, Billy Sherwood, Alan White doing that little ditty right there and kicking off the drive groove. Brand new stuff. And literally, I, I'm not even sure the full CD's out yet. From a band called Said the Ripper. The name of the song is Emma Peel Out. The new CD is called Shadow Alley. Shadow Alley. And it literally, I think it either just came out or is just about, I think it came out on the 28th of April, actually. So it might already be out. And uh, that's got Jordan Tarlow uh, on guitar there. Those guys out of California now. Jordan, as I said before, he uh, took over, I guess, Alon Portnoy's duties in the uh, Fuzz Tones when Rudy took the band out to Cali. So there you go, baby, baby, baby. What do you think? You know? That was it. Another show in the books. I'm heading up to New York tomorrow. I'm going to be spending a week up there doing some stuff with mom, taking care of some biz, and uh, seeing a couple of friends, hoping to make a Mets game. Yo, Matt Harvey, man. All right? Get your freaking act together over here. Seriously. Okay? The, the Black Knight needs to just... He needs to get back on the hobby horse. The Mets have now given up 11 runs in the last two games of the goddamn Milwaukee Brewers. What? Just stop it. Please stop it. So I'm hoping to make, uh, I think I'm going to try and make a Monday game, uh, the Monday night game against the Padres. Hope I'm going to get Roger and my man Paul out there, see if I can get some other friends out there. So we're going to be back again in three weeks because, you know, it's summertime, man. We take the summer breaks. Yep. We take the summer breaks. Besides, you know what? I'm not putting a show together. I'm not going to air a show unless it's got the prerequisite. It's got to clear the groove bar. All right. You have to clear it with room, with room to spare. It needs to just – it's a six-foot bar. That shit's got to be like six eight, six nine. Sure. Easy. I want to be able to go over and go – I can go higher if you need me to, man. Uh, but that's a good name for a bar, the groove bar. The groove bar. Hey. There actually is a place called uh, Groove Bar. Of course. Of course. They've there got is. all the good ideas. It's been, around, it's been around for a long time. I've been there. It's down uh, off McDougal. I think it's, it's actually, it's not on Bleecker. I think it's one block off of Bleecker and McDougal. I think it's called Groove Bar. So I got a picture of that place. Groovy. So we're going to get you out of here with, you know, I, I wasn't sure which song I was going to play. I was actually hoping to get some material from somebody, but I'll have that for the next show. So I'm not even going to bother mentioning it. But, you know, this particular Marvin Gaye song, Inner City Blues, if you don't like this song, I'm not really sure what to say to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I maybe there's a team of therapists and psychologists in Austria that can help you out if they spent weeks around the clock huddled together to figure out what God's name is wrong with you that you don't like this song. So you know that's that's about all I can say. It's it's just one of those songs. Just the beat, the message, and Marvin Gaye. Man, you really can't go wrong. So man, yeah, there you go, baby. As always. We're going to get you out of here on some great groove. For myself and Gramps Master Flash, as always, it is aloha and peace. See you tomorrow night, Ma.
everybody thinks we're wrong. But a mother, who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply calls me where I belong. Mother, mother, From the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.